It's a movie where people steal money from Christians and experience no consequences. We watched Believe Me, and we're going to get into it this week on Dropping Sunday. (laughs) Hey, hey, welcome to Dropping Sunday. I'm one of your hosts, Seth. And I am your other host, Andrea. In case this is your first time around here, Dropping Sunday is a semi-reverent look at Christian pop culture. Just a couple of notes. We are not here to tick you off. We're also not here to get you saved. But if either of those things happen, we'd like to know. Yes, this is a podcast by Christians for Christians, but you don't need to believe to belong. You can join the conversation at Dropping Sunday on all the things. Andrea, why is it so cold outside? (laughs) Listen. I'm glad you didn't ask me how my heart was because it's a frozen block of ice yeah, like the rest of me. It's so stinking cold. I don't understand single digits. I live in Texas for a reason. And uh, single digits is not that Listen, reason. What is going on? No. Somebody somebody prayed for snow or cold weather or both. And that person um, needs to be punished because this is ridiculous. I, ridiculous let's let's also face it uh whenever there is even like a hint of weather people don't go to church like historically i mean just right now people don't go to church for lots of reasons but um like historically if there's like a hint of weather people don't go to church i remember one uh one one i heard one pastor say well it's raining outside so half the congregation isn't here and i just have to remember there's a farmer out there who prayed for rain yeah. Listen, no farmer prayed for this kind of weather. No, 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 far, no, no. The, you know who's praying for this kind of weather? Like children not wanting to go to school, you know? And right. Jesus is listening to the hearts of the kids, I guess. I'm guessing. Except here's the problem. Yeah. Because we've been doing virtual school for 11 months. Yeah. So guess what, little children? Snow or no snow, you're still doing yeah, school. Get, get in front of that computer and do your homework. Dang it. Yeah. That's that's what actually most of tonight was. Sorry, was do your homework, take it. <laughs> that's my whole <laughs> all of tonight. So you said that a lot, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, speaking of people uh, taking advantage of the church in a way that uh, they didn't know they were being taken advantage of, uh, that's what this movie is. And I saw that this uh, this past week on iTunes, <laughs> the number one album for like two or three days this week on iTunes was uh, an album called Preacher's Kid by an artist named uh, Simler. Have, did you see this? Mm-hmm. Okay. I did. I, have, I haven't listened to any of it, but I saw the headline. Yeah. Uh, here's the problem. Uh, Simler is not a uh, Christian artist. <laughs> um. You know, I just somehow deep down inside, I went, this is not what they think it is. No, no, it definitely isn't. Uh, It is, uh, you know, whoever, whoever the artist is, it's very singer songwriter, uh, female. Um, She, she is Mm -hmm. a preacher's kid. Her dad is a, is a, is a preacher. I believe somewhere in Texas, just by the, uh, the, the lyrics that, uh, that I heard. Um, but, uh, yeah, so this lesbian singer songwriter is not necessarily lifting up the name of Jesus. So I'm going to play a song for you real quick. I will try to stop it before profanity happens. Okay, here we go. Youth group lock-ins are a really strange concept that youth group leaders seem to really like. It's like, let's take some repressed hormonal teenagers and put them in church and hope they find Jesus overnight. Like Jesus is a ghost hiding in the church, and if you just stay long enough, you'll find him. But in my experience, the only thing you find is your sexuality. This one. So the. This one is. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I think we've talked about lock-ins before about how you put a bunch of hormonal teenagers into a room and uh, and you just hope that they don't like make out. Yeah, she's saying that's pretty much all that lock-ins are good for. She talks about youth group mission trips, also. Um, yeah, it's a it's a strange record, guys. <laughs> 
It's a real strange hmm. record. Also, uh, this is not suitable for Andrea's mom. Let's just say that. Um, Pastor Al would not so, like. So we're not we're not recommending this album. No. We're just talking about the Listen, you that you it's... just heard the best part of the album. That that that's it. <laughs> you you're you're good. You can check it off your list. Um, I just think that it's funny that something topped the Christian charts that wasn't even like slightly Christian. Um, actually very anti-Christian. Yeah. Very, very uh very anti-church. Right. It was uh it was interesting. Knocked knocked uh, Lauren Daigle off of the yeah. top of the iTunes Christian chart. Yeah. So there you have it. Mm-hmm. So um it's bound to happen at some point, I ge- right? I guess so. I just wasn't expecting it to be this. Um so probably not. Anyway, that that was the, the, the one little piece of fun news that I found. Uh, what about you? You find any fun news this week? Well, I'm, I'm looking at an article right now, which we've talked about this before. In fact, I think we talked about this last Valentine's Day, which when you're listening to this, it's probably Valentine's Day. So happy, happy Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. Yeah. But uh, the, <laughs> the title of this article is Great Moments in Is This Song About God or uh, Dating? Yeah. Yeah. I just I just love it never fails to make me laugh because sometimes you hear a song and you just think that's not a song to Jesus, that's a song to your boyfriend. But no, that's Chris Tomlin singing and that is for sure a song to Jesus. Yeah, well, but well, the most recent edition is is Holy by Justin Bieber. Oh. Uh featuring Chance the Rapper. Yeah. So Which we've played on this on this show before. Uh yeah. for sure, yeah. Um, yeah, that song is, yeah, that but, song's not about Jesus at all. That song's about your girlfriend. No. Um, yeah, for sure. This one is pro I, and I know we've talked about it. every time it comes up, it's still my favorite. This is my favorite. Jesus is my girlfriend song. should do is uh if the song's about jesus maybe just take out all the other words other than jesus and just sing jesus 16 times (laughs) guys that happened in this movie um um i think by the way he's not he's gonna for sure tell you but i picked out this movie for us to watch Mm -hmm. yep yep that happened that that did and i may have had i'm I may have had an ulterior motive in picking this movie, just so y'all know. And I will share that here in a little bit. I kind of want to talk know. about it. I kind of want to know uh, what your ulterior yep. motive is. You're you're going to make fun of me, which is fine because that's no, what you do anyway. That, uh, you know what? I resemble that mm-hmm. remark. I I feel like yes. <laughs> I feel like you know, there's a theme to the show, but I don't think that it's Seth makes fun of Andrea. I mean, that's. You always come across like such a victim. Well, I mean, here's the thing. There, there is, there is, I did make fun of you for being emotional last week. So yeah. there's a lot of give and take. It's fine. But you do make fun of me. I'm not, it's, it is what it is. Yeah, it's you're just, not making that up. That's fine. It may not make it into the show, but it happens, you guys. <laughs> yeah, that's the great thing about me He does the editing. The show. Yeah. <laughs> Um, speaking of me doing the editing, um, I, I had someone yeah. uh, on Wednesday say, um, hey, I would legit sign up for a Patreon if I could get just like an unedited raw cut of what you guys say, because I don't I want to know what's in those bleeps and everything. <laughs> and I said, uh, yeah, I don't think that's OK. That's never going to happen because because uh, then our pastor who does not know that we have a podcast um, will all of a sudden call me into his office about the podcast and be like, Seth, you've got to stop calling racist. Like he's just going to do that. <laughs> like that's what would end up happening. Oh, oh man, so. you guys. Oh, listen, this week yeah. at my new job, we were talking about, uh, we were talking about grants. Because you can sometimes get grants. And this one particular company or organization that hands out grants has funded a podcast. (laughs) And my coworker was like, oh, Andrea's taking notes. And I'm like, listen, my podcast has only cost me money. Yes. So 
<laughs> and I don't see that changing anytime soon. Yeah, I don't I don't know what we would we would have to charge a whole lot of money to to Patreons in order for you guys to get the raw yeah. footage. I mean like a whole lot of money. Yeah, yeah. It would be it would be substantial. Um like we yeah. should do a <laughs> should a Patreon where it's like for uh like a hundred dollars a month, I'll come over and like wash your dog or something. Like you know, just <laughs> just something, you know, we'll figure something out. Oh man. But, well, I'll I'll keep looking into this grant. Maybe they'll pay for it. I know, our I know, right? Um well, let's uh let's talk about this movie. Um uh, look, quickly, yeah. let's, let's get off of me calling. <laughs> I've got to yep. stop. Listen, I've I've just got to stop. Um, you do, you do, yeah. You do need to stop. Yeah. Let's get let's yeah. get into this movie. We've we I've got I've got to stop talking about things that I cut out of the show. Um, so <laughs> which is a lot, you guys. <laughs> when I'm like, huh? We got it down to an hour five. People are like hour five. That's a long time. I'm like, oh, uh, I cut out forty seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we were recording for two and a half hours, you guys. Guys, guys, oh, I man. I literally preached three sermons that I cut out. <laughs> Each episode. Usually, Audrey is so tired. I have to listen to all of them. All of them. Listen. <laughs> and she's so gracious because she's not like, yeah, I, one, I already know that. Two, uh, you're wrong. And three... You need to talk to my dad again. Like she doesn't do any of those things. And four, I don't think that scripture means what you think it means. You're taking it out of context. I'm just kidding. So anyway, um, let's uh, do you have a uh, do you have a synopsis of of what's the name of this movie? Believe me. Yeah. You have a Believe synops- me, I do. All right, I uh, do. I have. I have a good one. As is our custom, uh, I'll go ahead and play the synopsis. Uh, play some synopsis music for you. All right. Okay. All right. Here we go. Sounds good. A hedonistic college student poses as a pious televangelist to pay off his tuition, but experiences an acute crisis of conscience when the one girl he truly cares for catches wind of the shady ruse. Sam was a student with a scholarship and not a care in the world when he learned his financial grant had finally dried up. Desperate to get to law school by any means necessary, sounds like most lawyers, just kidding, he conspires with his three resourceful roommates to start a sham Christian charity and milk the naive churchgoers for all they're worth. Their plan works like a charm, too. Before long, Sam and his pals are on a nationwide tour, raking in the cash by the barrel. Just when it looks like Sam will have more than enough to pay the bills, however, he starts to fall for his pretty tour manager, Callie. When Callie learns Sam is a fraud, his whole future flashes before his eyes, forcing him to make a crucial decision just when it looked like his entire plan was foolproof. That was a very long synopsis and basically told the whole movie. Yeah, that's the whole movie. That's it, guys. That's it. Enjoy. (laughs) Enjoy. So this is uh, this song is "Walking Backwards" by Thad Cockrell. This song, I believe, is on the soundtrack, right? Mm-hmm. It is. Yes, it is. And and uh, Andre was like, "Oh, Thad Cockrell's been in the news," and I was like, "I don't know what you're talking about." So why why is Thad Cockrell in the news? Well, he. So I don't think he's a Christian singer. I think he's more of a country ish, folks ish, rock ish. Anyway, he apparently has been a musician for a few years had a hard time kind of getting off the ground and last year was such a dumpster fire for musicians and performers he was just about to give up and just get a normal job and jimmy fallon heard his song loved it and played it on the tonight show and boom just blew him up everywhere how about that goodness gracious there you go i I like it that's a good uh that's a good jam song I like that one, Walking Backwards. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about a, a little bit about this movie. Um, boy, oh boy, where do we yeah. start? Um, <laughs> First of all, let's just go ahead and, and let you know, this is not necessarily a Christian movie. 
I mean, it kind of is, but I, there's I mean, some language. I, yeah, I, okay. I I, de- I did have to put in my code for Amazon Prime so the kids couldn't watch it. It's a it's PG thirteen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, which seems a little harsh, honestly, because there wasn't. A, I kept waiting for something worse I, to happen on screen. I believe one S word jumped out at me, um, but like nobody's like mm-hmm. doing drugs or anything. <laughs> it's all like, like like that was it. I honestly just don't know where to start with this movie. Um, the The synopsis pretty well sums it up. I mean, there's this guy named Sam, yeah. and um, he he goes into to like his I don't know, his like admissions counselor or whoever, right? And and by uh-huh. the way, who's played by Nick Offerman? Can we just say that Ron Swanson from the from from Parks and Rec is like in this universe? <laughs> the Best cameo. Yeah. And here's a little bit of trivia for you. He spontaneously signed on to the film after the crew found out that he was in Dallas on the same day that they were filming that scene. And they were just like, so, hey, can we get Nick Offerman ro- over here real quick? And, and yeah, he was like, like probably whoever originally had that role yeah. got kicked out off oh, and yes. brought in. Yeah, he se- he filmed his scenes and then left. And he was yeah. done. That was it. Yeah. It was a single scene, right? It, it was it was a full on cameo, and so, um, yeah. but uh, but then he finds out like he's he's short financial aid. He's short like nine grand. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam is, and so Sam has got to uh, come up with nine thousand dollars, and he had already committed yeah. that day that he was going to go to a church service, even though he's not like a believer at all. And uh, and he no. watches watches these people take up an offering for a. Uh, uh, a charity, a uh, like a well digging charity in Africa. Yeah, and he's like, well, uh, and then also the girl yeah. was talking about their mission trip that they were going to do. That's what it they was. Felt it was like God was calling trip. them yeah. to Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I loved that we, scene because Sam's friend laughed. <laughs> We've prayed about it. We really feel like God wants us to <laughs> save the Hawaiians. So. Um, we're going to need $20,000. And so they raised like 14,000 in a week. And he's like, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, what? Mm-hmm. And he comes up with the idea of, uh, let's just like, uh, steal money from people. Like say it's going to go to a charity and like not do that. Yeah. Like how terrible do you have to be that that's your idea? And then like he floats this idea <laughs> out to like three people and, all three people are like, uh, I don't think so, but okay. Like there was, there wasn't like a whole like fight on this at all. Just like, yeah, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, well, these, these aren't just three people. These are his fraternity brothers. Right. Did, you weren't in a fraternity, were you? <laughs> Nobody wanted me. <laughs> Wait, were there fraternity? There were, uh, there were Greek clubs, yeah, for sure. Uh, somewhere, oh, okay. somewhere in my senior year, I realized that I had missed the Greek club experience, and so mm. like I, I tried to to rush um, a Greek club. They're like, yeah, no, no, <laughs> like you, <laughs> no, not in your senior year. Yeah, I right? wanted, like yeah, they were like, no, we're we're good. We don't <laughs> we don't need you. Um, so we actually, uh, created our own Greek club with all the, the little punk rock kids. Um, and, uh, it was a uh, Capify Kai, uh, which was a uh, KFC. And so what we would do is, uh, well, we had a little, we had a little punk rock home church, right? And so when we went, when, uh-huh. um, uh, it was like on Tuesday nights or whatever, we'd all get together and, uh, just hang out and we had, you know, the worship leader was a singer songwriter, just poured his heart out prophetic worship. It was awesome. And then just a small group of leaders that kind of were in charge of doing Bible studies. It kind of rotated. Um, but it was for, it was for the kids who never felt comfortable going to church anywhere else. And so it was literally like, yeah, like, um, there was probably more metal on 
on and in skin than there was like coins in pockets. You know what I'm saying? Like there was a lot of poor people with a lot of piercings. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's just the best way that I gotcha. can, that I can describe it. Yeah. Um, it was a lot of fun. That was back when I had, uh, when I, I also had my ears pierced, I had the gauges and like doing that whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I thought that's what I was going to do for the rest of my life. And that, you know, it's just a, it's just a thing. You're taking me down this really weird path right now. And I don't, I don't feel comfortable anymore, <laughs> but yeah. Capify Kai was part of a, was part of a convergence KFC. church. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously I, we would, we would eat fried chicken. I mean, this is part of it. Uh, part. Well, yeah. I mean, what else, what else would you have? You know, and here's the thing, like if you're going to do outreaches and you're going to invite people over, you don't invite people over for like a Bible study. That's weird. So what we would do is we would do like a craft bonanza and everybody would do like a elementary school crafts. So people would bring like a macaroni and cheese to be able to like make macaroni art and people would bring watercolors and glue and glitter and stuff like that. We would make art for Jesus and we, that would be a thing. Or we would do like a baking palooza and everybody would show up with like baked goods or we would all bake something together. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was a very specific time in, in my life. Um, so that happened. Uh, what about you? Were you in a, in a sorority at all? Uh, no, I mean... <clears throat> We we didn't really have those at. Uh, I feel like I gave you a lot. I feel like I gave you a lot, and then I was just like, "Now you talk for a minute." Well, I I've often I've said before that I feel like I missed like the traditional college experience. Yeah. So I was in the I was in the music track. So you were kind of I was on a worship team, and that was kind of the click that I was a part of because I was on basically the same worship team all four semesters because it was just two years of school that I was there. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, we didn't have anything like that. We, we did have, uh, my roommate Denise and I hosted a small group cause we volunteered in the youth group. So we hosted a small group for one semester. Yeah. And did you guys do like craft and, bonanzas and baking paloozas? N- no, no, but we did have one really weird experience. Oh, just one. So I got to hear about this. Well, <laughs> we well we had more than one, but this one in particular, I, it was we had just started. This has nothing to do with this movie, but we had just started. <laughs> Welcome our to Dropping Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you guys. Awesome. We had just started hosting our small group, and we had, the kids were coming over, so we were like basically college interns we had a leader that was the leader and we were just hosting and then all the teenagers were coming and we had left the door unlocked and somebody knocked and we're like come in and this guy walked in who was not part of the church he was not a teenager just a grown (laughs) man and we're Where'd you go? (laughs) I I laughed and I leaned back. I'm sorry. I'm still here. (laughs) Um, And he walked in and Denise and I and the leader of the small group whose name I cannot remember right now. We all kind of looked at each other like, do you know this guy? And no, do you know this guy? Mm -mm." And we're like, can we help you, sir? And he's like, my car broke down over on this road that was like, two miles away from our apartment. We're like, how'd you end up over here? And you just randomly picked a door and knocked on it. And we said, come in. And by the way, we are murdered now. (laughs) I mean, I was like, uh, I don't like this. We're locking our door from now. Yes. He was just asking for money for like a cab or something. Yeah. That guy's car didn't break down. He just, he is, he is, he is busking Mm -mm. for cash. Uh, so let me ask you a question. Were were there boys in this youth group that could come over? Because wasn't that, would that be distinctly against the rules? Wasn't there a threshold rule there? Well, you you had to get special permission. Got it. Got it. To have boys in your apartment. Yeah. Yeah. For a, uh, mixed gathering. Sure. Mixed gender gathering. Sure. 
Sure. So um, I'm just going to say that uh, Sam and Pierce and Tyler and Baker, uh, the four four guys in this in this fraternity, Mm -hmm. they they did not get permission for any kind of mixed gatherings. These are a bunch of 'er ne'er-do-wells that are uh, that are are doing uh, they're doing crime is what they're doing. They're doing crimes. (laughs) They're committing fraud. You guys literally (laughs) committing fraud, legit committing fraud. (laughs) And who and like they, go they, to jail? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> go no, to jail for no, no, no. Like this isn't like, oh, hope we don't get found out. No, this is like somebody's gonna find out, and you're going to you're going you're going to the clink. This is gonna happen, right? And uh, but they get up and they're they're trying to uh, they're they're doing the thing, right? Like they're they're uh, yeah. they're engaging. They they ask people to uh, give. What was what is the what is the phrase that they use? Um, give like you actually have the faith that you profess, or something like that. Like I mean, it's, it's something along those lines. Yeah, and and, and give today for a brighter tomorrow, or yeah. something like that. It's it's all the things. It is all the things that um, our church, the one that you and I go to, the pastor talks about mm-hmm. how uh, he doesn't like. Like they never really put emphasis on, um, on giving. Like it's like if mm-hmm. there's a need, they'll say, "Hey, this is what the need is," but they don't put emphasis on giving because they yeah. don't want people people to feel manipulated into giving. Right? Like right, give right. give because it's a good thing to do. Um, but they don't want anybody to feel like they've been like worked up into an emotional frenzy to give. Right? Right. All right. This is one of the reasons why I will never take offering at the church because I'm a salesman and I'll, I'll be like, what do we got in the room? Let's see. I need 50 people to give a hundred dollars right now. Who'll do it? I, I see I that hand. See you take up an I offering see that someday. <laughs> I see that hand. I see that Come on hand. down here right now. Go Come on down. We got Come a on. basket right here. Got- you can put it in. You're not committing like to do it later. You're doing it now. Doing By the way. Now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, totally. Guys, listen. G- Jesus, Jesus will cover the uh, the interest on the credit card. Just put it on the credit card; it'll be fine. Um, <laughs> so, but there there's a reason why uh, why they don't let me take up offering at the church. Anyway, yeah. so um, they they they're really they're wildly successful in this fake charity run project. Get well soon yeah. and get it get wells soon like we're gonna go dig wells go get wells soon by the way great pun i'm not mad at that pun at all listen they had a gift like it's kind of too bad that they weren't actually taking up money for this charity because yeah they had a gift for it yeah and for uh, sure. and, and and the the leader of this organization called um cross country because you can't have an organization that isn't a pun on some sort of whatever uh this one's cross country um and uh, we we it could have been cross point it could have been uh uh cross training Mm -hmm. it could have been anything cross related but it was cross country it's a traveling organization and this guy the is by the way played by do you remember do you know who the actor is Mm -hmm. here uh, Christopher McDonald. Christopher freaking McDonald. And if you're like, yeah. that name sounds familiar. Yeah, it's Shooter McGavin from Happy Gilmore, guys. Uh, <laughs> Shooter freaking McGavin. If you're like, uh, was he also in, uh, in Thelma and Louise? Yeah, you're thinking of the right guy. Was he? Did he play the yep. part of Jerry Jones in Ballers? Yeah, you're thinking of the right guy. It's Shooter McGavin. Okay? And Shooter McGavin... <laughs> Shooter comes over and he's like, hey, finger pistols and everything. Like, you guys could help me be the biggest Christian organization in the world. And that's his goal. Not to raise money, not he to help people. He just plays the same character always, doesn't he? Yeah, he's a little bit of a slime ball. Uh, they, they did a yeah. good job casting, for sure. Uh-huh. Uh, so Shooter McGavin gets them all excited and gives them a signing bonus. And these guys are in. They're just in 100%. Yeah. This is also... Yeah. So- go ahead. Oh, well, I was just going to say, so let, let's talk about who these four guys are. Yeah. So their characters' names are Sam, Pierce, 
Tyler and Baker. So I told you earlier that I had a little bit of an ulterior motive when I picked this movie for us to watch. Uh, The guy who plays Sam, his name is Alex Russell. He also plays a character on one of my favorite CBS shows. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Are you are you about to tell me that we picked this movie because you think that the late that the lead actor is a hunky hunk? From from he, SWAT, he is. He, okay, you knew he was on. You knew he was in SWAT. Yeah, did I did research. I did too? research for the show, Andrea. This <laughs> isn't a. He is my Jimmy Street on SWAT is my favorite character. He just is even more than. Yeah, he just is. All right, he's so cute. I just, I just love him. He has the cutest smile, and. Yeah, when I was looking at movies and I saw that he was in this one, I thought, hmm, we'll just go ahead and watch this. And also, there's another character named Gabriel who plays Rick on another CBS show that I watch called Magnum P.I. So. And also, one more thing. Callie is played by Joanna Brady, who um, was on another CBS show I watched called Quantico. (laughs) Okay. So let's let's just talk for just a second. (laughs) You subjected me to this movie because it's full of TV actors from CBS. That's it. Just no. It just happened to happen I, that way. It did. Okay. I I this movie showed up on a list of underrated Christian movies that I found, and it just so happened that the main character was played by my favorite character from SWAT. So oh. there you have it. Okay. It was just a gift to me. Well, and um, to you. I'm I, I a couple of people really stood out to me in this movie. There was a a quick cameo by uh by Nick Offerman which you talked about. There's a quick cameo by mm-hmm. Lecrae, uh which which yeah. happened. Um there obviously Shooter McGavin is a big part of this movie. And then one of the fraternity members, uh, the guy who played Baker is Max Adler. And um Yes. So you talked about all your all your CBS shows. Max Adler uh, played um, played a, a jock on Glee. Mm-hmm. That that's yes. where I knew him from. I was like, "Oh, that's the guy from Glee." <laughs> so you are not allowed to make fun of me anymore <laughs> in my CBS shows. That's. I mean, I also knew him from Glee, but <laughs> I was like, "Where do I know this guy from?" It's from Glee. Now help me out. Like he was gay in the show, right? Was he the guy Ingly? that was like, yes. yeah, he was like a clo- mm-hmm. the closeted one. And then he kind of came right. out. I thought so. And I'll, can I, I'm just going to say that's also a, a plot point from season two of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, because I'm apparently still <laughs> watching Buffy right now. So I'm not going to make fun <laughs> of anybody's television watching stuff. By the way, still holds up. Still a great show. <laughs> Still a great show. You know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer is in the news today, too. What? Charisma Carpenter is making, yeah, she's making some allegations against Joss uh, Joss Whedon. What? I did not know that. Charisma Carpenter was my girl. Yeah, I kind of figured you might have had a crush on her. Oh, yeah. I I was never a Buffy guy. I was was a Cordelia guy. Yeah, for Mm -hmm. sure. For sure. The dark features. Come on. You've seen my wife. We, we, We know what's up. Um, and so, uh, yeah, but just like a completely nonplussed Seth Green as a werewolf. I mean, what do, what do, come on, what are we going to do? <laughs> it's great. It's great. Seth Green in that, in that show and the Italian job, his best characters ever. I'm telling you. So good. Okay. Um, so <laughs> welcome to this podcast about Back Believe Me, movie. where we just talk about all the other things that we're watching right now. Okay. So um, all the other shows we like. Yeah. You know. So, um, so Shooter McGavin gets, comes in and, uh, and they go on their first trip and that's where they meet my favorite character in this movie. It is <laughs> Gabriel. I Gabriel love the worship leader. Who just comes in? He, full rock star. He is so hysterical, and I just want to tell you, I'm looking at the soundtrack listing, and his song that he sings, yeah, like his one song is listed on the soundtrack. Are you ready to to hear how it's listed? Please tell me how this is listed. 
Uh, the name of the song is Jesus. Yep. Written and performed by Gabriel, in all caps. Love it. Gabriel, in all caps, appears courtesy of God. Oh. Oh, wait, hold on. Do I love that? I don't know if I love I that or know. not. I don't know if I love it or if I hate it or if it's cringy or if it's all three. Okay. I know that. Okay. I, I'm going to tell you why I love it. <laughs> I, I do love it. I've made a decision. That, it took me a moment. It took me a moment, but I'm going to tell you why I love it. I love it because it's at the end of the credits, so you have to like look for it, right? Because it's in yes. the, it, yeah, <clears throat> it's not executive producer God. I'm in love with a church girl no. nonsense. Okay, this one is just like thank you. <laughs> it's just like at the end, like ha ha ha. Um, okay, I love it. That's fantastic. Um, oh man, Gabriel Gabriel's a, a great part of this, um, and then the rest of this movie is uh, essentially this internal struggle with um tyler mm-hmm. the one good guy that's going man this is just wrong yeah I-, I don't feel good about it yeah um i don't like it they finally break apart in there is uh is a real um story arc that advocates for um for missionary dating um just just a big advocate for, for missionary dating if the, which we do not support if if a girl is hot enough it doesn't matter what kind of a sleazeball this guy is uh she can uh she can win him over to the lord with her sexual ways i don't understand that sentence that i just said but <laughs> that happens not um, sure about that either but okay they they get found out. I'm just going to kind of push through the plot real quick. They get found out and Shooter McGavin, rather than turn them over to police, says, well, you guys, who they call the God Squad, can still make the money and still do this and help me build this huge ministry. So I'm not going to tell anybody, but I'm just going to essentially blackmail you into continuing mm-hmm. to trick God's people into giving us money. Oh, and uh and then they figure out a way to get some of the cash back and then the movie ends on a smile it's that there you go there's the movie there you have it so i i will say i think that it they 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 were trying to redeem the movie a little bit there at the end because i think that what shooter mcgavin's character was gonna do is use the money for the earthquake that just happened in Zambia. Yeah. Because they talk about that. And so that's, he's saying, I'm going to keep using you because you have found that you have a gift for this. You have a skill set that will get money and we're going to use it for a good reason. But it it wasn't, they didn't do a good job of redeeming it because the movie at that point had gone so far yeah. wrong that that really there there wasn't anything that could redeem it. To be honest, I, I agree. I but, agree. Um, yeah. All right, I'm going to talk uh, aesthetically about this movie real quick. Okay. Okay. It's beautiful. It's really well shot. Yeah. I like the look of it. It looks high dollar. This is not Assassin's 33 AD. Okay, like this is legit. Well <laughs> is, done. It's not selfie dad. No. <laughs> No, where it's actually it's done, it's done well. Yeah, it's not it's not even swapped where they filmed it on iPhones during a pandemic. Like this one, like it has a film feel to it. This is not a yes. digital short that went too long. This is a film. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. A lot of decent actors that actually know what they're doing. Um mm-hmm. it is easy to get invested in the movie. Yeah. And I, I don't feel like this was a first draft as far as the writing goes. No, I the I was surprised at how many times I laughed. Uh-huh. Um, you know, because th- it, it was funny. It had some actually really good dialogue, some good one liners. Um, it there were a couple of moments. Remember when we watched Small Group? Yeah, and it it was it was making fun of some of like Christianese type yep. things that we've experienced in small groups. This was doing that, but it didn't feel like it was coming from the same place as small groups. So they would make a joke 
and I yes. would kind of laugh, but at the same time I'm going, but they're not doing that. They're not doing that in a self-deprecating way. They're legit making fun of us. Yeah. Okay. So if I make fun of you for watching CBS shows <clears throat> and you make fun of mm-hmm. me for being quote unquote emotional, like that ever happens, um, we feel I'm okay with cried today. I'm sorry. We feel okay. Keep going. No, I was just trying to count. Um, we feel okay with it because. <laughs> sorry, that was fun. Uh, we feel okay with it because we are family. You know what I'm saying? Like exactly, family yeah. can pick on each other, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's one of the reasons why. Um, it's one of the reasons why. I, at, at, I have such an aversion to the Babylon Bee, even though like we chuck on it like literally every week. I don't like it because I don't always know where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. And, and right. I feel like some of the authors are like, uh, of the, of the articles are like, Oh, we're, we're making fun of ourselves. And other times it feels like mm-hmm. you're on the outside making fun of, right? Like if someone yeah. who isn't family or isn't close or who I don't love and they don't love me starts making fun of me for being mm-hmm. emotional. Hey, you know what? Screw you, dude. You don't know what I've been through. Like, you know what right. I'm saying? Like I, you immediately get defensive and you can tell when something's coming from a family place. Small group felt like it was coming from a family place. Yes. This feels like a movie written by exvangelicals that tries to twist right at the end to be able to market to the Christian industry. Mm-hmm. That that's yeah, what this absolutely. movie feels like. In as much so that it just felt gross. Like I felt gross mm-hmm. watching it. Um mm-hmm. it, it's easy to get engaged with it because it's an engaging story. Part of the reason I felt gross is because I know people like this that um they're, they're Christian musicians because that's the easiest path into the music industry. They are uh, pastors right. because they don't want to go get a quote-unquote real job. They've never really had a desire to do any real hard like manual labor. And so they think that being a pastor is the easiest way, not realizing that being a pastor is probably a lot harder work not the way that they do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like there are people mm-hmm. out there that just like, Oh, I I'm an engaging speaker so I can just pastor people or I can be an evangelist or yeah, I know too many people like this. Uh, and so it yep. just made me feel icky. Like I didn't mm-hmm. feel good about it, it. It did me too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was surprised in watching it, I was surprised that it had ended up. I was surprised that it ended up on a list of underrated Christian movies. Now, I found the list on Relevant Magazine, which is not super conservative, you know, <laughs> to say the least. So, that may have something to do with it. But anyway, I was I was like a little not even halfway through. I was going, "This is not a Christian movie. This is a." Hollywood movie that they are trying to appeal to both, appeal yeah. to both sides. Yeah, no, I mean, it, yeah, huh. I'm okay with calling out hypocrisy, right? And I'm okay with all mm-hmm. that, but this didn't feel like we are calling it out in ourselves. It, feel, it felt like, honestly, yeah. like what that album was that, that reached the number one in the Christian charts of someone who has been hurt trying to make fun of is what it felt like. Mm-hmm. I yeah. do appreciate, I did appreciate the meta moment where they're watching a bad Christian movie. They like go to a theater and they're watching a bad Christian movie. Like I felt okay with that, but for the most part, um, I don't know. I didn't hate the movie. No, no, I didn't either. I think it had the potential to be, to be really good, honestly. Yeah. I, I just, I, I do feel like there is a better redemption story here than someone being on stage, actively manipulating a crowd of people, and then realizing, mm-hmm. oh, I just made a decision to be a better person. But there was never mm-hmm. a decision to actually, like, live for Christ. Right. This, I, I actually wrote down, 
at the end of the movie. Christian is as Christian does, question mark. Like, just because you are acting like a Christian, does that make you a Christian? Mm. Because what he's saying is, oh, I'm making a decision to act a certain way. But there's never actually like a capture of the heart. Right. Well, and that's, I mean, that's the thing. They, the, the ministry, or I shouldn't even say ministry, the organization that they are supposedly taking money for doesn't, isn't necessarily a Christian organization. There are humanitarian organizations that would go and dig wells and things like, things like that. So they could have made it a little less Christian note for the audio. Those are air quotes and just made it humanitarian and maybe achieved a little less icky factor, but they, they felt like they had to take it to a Christian level. I think because they wanted to talk about, um, like, cause the character, is it Pierce? He, he was by far the worst character. He was the worst oh, yeah. of the four. Yeah. yeah. He was he was the mo- the ickiest of the icky. And I mean, he was if you think like the yacht rock <laughs> the yacht rock character, like that's him, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's my daddy's yeah. money. I mean, very much like Yes. Yeah. yeah. He wore boat right. shoes through the and whole movie. <laughs> yes. Yes, he did. And but when he was on stage, he was that classic MC introducing yeah. the the televangelist. And so I think that's what they were going for. They wanted they were trying to show that. Like I said, they they I feel like they could have made it a little less icky, but they were trying to prove a point. Yeah. And maybe took it a little too far. Well but all right. Well let's let let's just let's let's ask some questions, okay? Yep. Okay. What questions does the world ask that this movie tried to answer? It's what? one of the questions that we usually ask about secular movies. And we don't typically <laughs> ask it about Christian movies because we kind of know what the Christian movies are looking for. But because this one yeah. kind of didn't feel right to me, <laughs> I feel like we should ask the uh-huh. question. What questions does yeah. the world ask that this movie's trying to answer? I, th- I think... The world, I think the world is asking, are Christians just out to get my money? Mm -hmm. Are all of these organizations and ministries that they're raising money for, is it all a hoax? Maybe. I don't know. What else do you think it's asking? What else do you think the world is asking? I think there's probably a question here of um, authenticity. Yeah. Like whether or not uh whether or not there's real authenticity or whether or not whenever um charismatic preachers and I don't mean like mm-hmm. the charismatic like denomination type of feel. I'm talking about just a a person who is charismatic right. uh gets up to speak. How much of that can I actually like listen to? How much is is mm-hmm. okay for me to engage in and something I can believe in or how much is it someone playing on my emotions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you see the AV guy, you know, get the lights just right. And let's get the guitar swells just right. And let's do all this stuff. Um, and I don't feel like, um, I don't feel like God is ever pleased with that. I'm just, no, I don't think so. So this happened. I was part of a musical group that traveled around and did ministry at different organizations. We were at a, a big youth conference and um, this happened the just a couple of months after 9-11 in 2001. And mm-hmm. I want to say it was like January of, of 2002 and uh, gets up and starts talking to these kids after like the music was there, right? Like. Mm-hmm. The music was there. The spirit was there. People were getting ministered to in the moment. And um, comes up and stops the music and says, all right, thank you for kind of getting us all warmed up so that we can actually get to the word. And that bothered me just because sometimes (laughs) the worship is the word. 
I mean, just not all the time, but sometimes the worship is the word. Mm-hmm. And he proceeds to go on a 25-minute emotional wrap-up showing footage from 9-11, showing footage hmm. of people jumping out of the building, showing footage of the planes hitting the building. This is like just a couple of months after the event happened. Right. And he gets everybody yeah. wrapped up in this emotional frenzy and then does this altar call. And of course it gets, you know, I mean, teenagers are being manipulated emotionally. And I sat in the back and I, f- and again, I'm an emotional person. Everybody calm down. I get that. But I could feel the Holy Spirit crying. Mm-hmm. Like that's the only way I can describe it. Like, wow, we're taking this tragedy mm-hmm. and you're, emo- you're manipulating these kids. And some of these kids are going to grow up and remember this moment and have it be the reason that they won't follow God is because mm-hmm. this guy is, is, is inauthentic in what, what's happening yeah. and how he's portraying this. And so I think that there is like a real question of authenticity when it comes to, you know, when, when it comes to these types of events. I think that there's, there's mm-hmm. probably a real question there. Um, and it's trying to answer that, right? Like, because Sam's argument is people aren't giving because of me. They're giving because it makes them feel better. I'm giving them an outlet mm-hmm. for them to feel better. Like, there's no such thing right. as philanthropy, right? Like, because even when you give something, right. you're not doing it selflessly. You're giving it even if it's just to feel good, right? So there's, there's something there. I don't know. Any other questions that, yeah. that you feel like this movie's trying to answer? Yeah, I, I kind of feel like the movie is trying to answer and I don't, I don't, they didn't do a very good job of this with this question. The, the, and the question of grace. Yeah. I think that that's, they started to go there. Like we told you, like we said earlier, they tried to redeem the movie, but they had gone so far that it was, it was hard to come back. But I think, I think the world as a whole has a lot of questions about grace. Yeah. Now, we didn't mention, this movie was released in 2014. This is not sure. a new movie. It's not yeah. recent. But it just tells you that, that grace is an ongoing, people are looking for that, Yeah, I think. The world is looking for grace. They, they want to know that there's grace for them, but they don't, understand it and i i think that's very clear in this movie that the world does not understand what grace actually is yeah because in this movie grace is zero consequences for your actions and that's not that's just not the way that god works right like it's Mm -hmm. with with grace in god's kingdom is all the consequences jesus paid for but we actually need to focus on the fact that he paid for them so that you understand that there Mm -hmm. was a price that it that was attached to it um, right, but that also it wasn't free. Some, but also, some of your actions are your responsibility to deal with. You know, mm-hmm. like so. So that yeah. exists. Okay. Well, yeah. here here's a uh, here's a more fun question. How many times you fall asleep in this movie? Uh, just once, actually. Just one time, uh, right at the very end. Okay. Um, and I had I woke up and had to record. I mean, record. Rec- uh, had to. Re- <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. had to rewind I'm my VCR. Right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I just dozed off for just a minute, and I woke up and had to rewind it about ninety seconds, and then I realized I really didn't miss anything. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was ninety seconds. But yeah, that just once, so just one time. Okay, that's, I'll take. I'll, that's good, right? I'll take. I'll take yeah. one sleep. One sleep is meh. One sleep is meh. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah. Um, did, did did you fall asleep at all? No. 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 I did it while I was doing the. Di- I watched this while I was like do. I did dishes and made dinner while while it was on. You know. Oh. <laughs> I really I really yeah. focused. I really focused. You on were it. really really into it. Yeah. I, I was engaged. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so would you show this movie to your parents? Uh, probably not. Um. There's a little bit of language. My dad never. Never appreciates language. Um, my mom, not, not that my mom does appreciate it, but it just doesn't bother her as much. But no, I don't think so. There's, 
not anything that I think they would enjoy. So yeah, I think I know the answer to this, but would would you show this to your children? Uh, absolutely not. No. <laughs> I would let them find this movie later and I wouldn't be upset about it, but like, there's no way that I'm gonna be like, Hey, here's a, here's a good faith-based movie that no, no, absolutely not. Um, all right. Well, you've kind of heard our opinions. Let's, uh, let's look at some second opinion, shall we? Um, here (laughs) is, um, I I don't know. Should we do one star reviews or should we do five star reviews? Which one would you think would be more entertaining? (laughs) I, I'm going to say that I think the the one star review is probably pretty entertaining, but the five, st- is it five out of five stars? Yeah. Five out of five is, stars. Yeah. Those are probably the ones that are bought <laughs> and paid for. Uh, some of them. Uh, some of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> here, here's a five star review. It says, uh, it's not your typical Christian movie, and for that, I say thank you, Jesus. <laughs> this film is multi-layered. It's a gentle critique of American evangelical Christianity while telling a whimsical story. It's brilliant. The writing is great. The wow. humor is throughout, and there's a tiny bit of suspense as you're trying to tie up the ending. There is some language in the film, but it goes to help continue to set the characters. Don't let that stop you from watching the movie. Five stars. <laughs> so you're going to okay. get some of that. Um, Not sure I agree with that. Uh, that take on this movie, but okay, to each their own, I suppose. Well, well here's the one that Andrea wrote. This one is... Uh, this one says, I had trouble understanding how this movie could be positively reviewed. There is no redemption in this movie. There is shuffling money and dishonest people who are not Christians posing as Christians. The acting was pretty good, but the storyline was horrible. Waste of an evening. I wish I could have back one star. I feel like, I feel like that one was reviewed by Andrea. <laughs> Sounds about right. Probably what I would what I would type out if I was going to take the time to review this movie. Oh wait, I am taking the time to review yeah, this movie. Yeah. Um. What we that's what we're doing. doing this for a while. <laughs> so sorry, guys. What? What's happening? What am I doing right now? Who are right, you? Well, Why are you on the- here? <laughs> okay. Um. So. <laughs> <laughs> This movie is on Amazon Prime. You do not have to spend your money on it, but you also don't need to spend your time on it. Uh, if nope. you uh, if if you're good, I think that uh, I think that that we're good. Any any other closing thoughts on this, or can we get to the Babylon Bee? No, I just the only thing I want to say is you know we do this as a service to you. Yeah, we watch terrible movies so that you don't have to. So you're welcome. Yeah, no one ever thanks us for it, but. You're we're, welcome anyway. We're like the scrubbing bubbles in that way. We do the work so you don't have to. You're welcome. Yep. For You're welcome. That. Oh, no, not the beast! Not the beast! Ah! To prove cancel culture doesn't exist, Disney fires actress who condemned cancel culture. Uh, in order to silence the dangerous idea that cancel culture is real, Disney cut ties with actress Gina Carano yesterday after she posted memes on social media that suggested cancel culture is bad and that also that it exists. Yeah. Um, so yeah. here, yeah, here, this is also going to be my not for me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, Gina Carano is an actress that is uh, mm-hmm. on the Mandalorian and she mm-hmm. uh, she got fired because of uh, some tweets that that she had put out, um, kind of alt right, very pro mm-hmm. whatever, right? And uh, and she got fired for that because people got all over the internet. It was like like fire Gina Carano. Mm-hmm. That's not for me. That that's just that that's not for me. Mm-hmm. Listen, there's 
just because you don't like somebody politically doesn't mean that one, they're not good at their job, and two, they need to be can- they need to be canceled in life and fired from their from their position because of right. it. That um, that's just dumb. That that really really is dumb. Mm-hmm. I don't like that you like somebody that I don't like, so I don't want to be able to view you on the screen. And now now they're going to have to create something completely different to fill her in. Now, I will say. If John Favreau comes back and recasts her character with Mariska Hargitay, I might be for it because I'm in on Mariska Hargitay. Why are you looking at me like that? Why are you looking at me like picture, that? I'm trying to picture Mariska Hargitay in The Mandalorian, and I'm having a real hard time because she um, is Olivia Benson. I understand. No, okay. You can't think of, you can't, no, no. Which is the show on M- NBC, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, she plays Detective Benson on Law & Order SVU. Um, but also, dun, dun. she looks very similar to Gina Carano. However, um, I feel like she's just a, like, just a slight bit hotter. I mean, just, just like a just slight bit. I might be into Mariska Hargitay. Charisma, Charisma Carpenter. Mariska Hargitay. <laughs> this episode is taking a like a weird twist. To hey, it. <laughs> happy Valentine's Day, guys! Man, man. So I understand that people need to like uh, have uh, like consequences for their actions. Uh, we didn't learn that in this movie, but uh, I don't think that posting your views about something should make you lose your job. I just don't. I just don't think that that's the case. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, what's your not for me this week, yeah. Andrea? Okay, so my not for me are people who say they hate Valentine's Day. Testify. Yes. Because <laughs> I saw this tweet this week. It's I saw this on Instagram. It's important to tell everyone you think Valentine's Day is just a dumb made up holiday, as opposed to all of the other holidays found naturally occurring in the wild. You guys, <laughs> I get it. You feel like you're being forced to show love to your significant other. I'm so sorry that you have a significant other to love. How dare we, you know, tell you to Tell them that you love them. Like you got a boyfriend. I, just, <laughs> I do not, and I'm not bitter about it either. <laughs> but no, I listen. I love Valentine's Day, and I don't have a boyfriend. And I've only gotten I've only gotten Valentine's gifts from a boy just a handful of times in my life. But I love Valentine's Day. I really do, and I get that it's a made up holiday. I get that it's whatever, but. You can ha- like make it fun. You don't have to be so bitter about it. Like just anyway, I those people are not for me. You don't like Valentine's Day because you think that that somehow makes you superior to everyone else, but it doesn't. So there you have it. Okay, so in the same vein, <laughs> I feel like these are the uh-huh. same type of people that like on Super Bowl Sunday go out of their way to post. Is something going on today? Come on. Yes. Come on. Come on. Yes. Uh, these are also the same people that it does not matter what happens in the halftime show. They're going to tear apart the halftime show. Right? Like, these are the same people. Mm-hmm. They're not going like, like it. Yeah. I mean, they're just... The only reason that they show up is to complain, right? The only reason mm-hmm. is to hopefully engage people's outrage and, oh, wait, we've kind of developed a whole show on that. Mm, my bad. Ooh. All right. Sorry about that. That's it. That's a show. But our <laughs> thoughts and opinions are not the final word to your listener. We would no, love to hear your no, thoughts totally and opinions not. about any of the things that we've talked about today. Absolutely. Don't forget to like, follow, and comment on all the socials. We are at Dropping Sunday on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yeah. And as a reminder for, uh, oh, as a reminder, we also have a website. Uh, speaking of things that cost us money yeah. that we never get paid back on, uh, www.droppingsunday.com. You can like look at us and there's like, you know, I don't know, go drop us a note. Just do something. Just go, use it, yeah. go visit the website. Make me feel new, good. Yeah. I may have a new picture to send you. I think I have a better one. 
one that's on there. <laughs> than the one we put up a year ago. And so, but listen, if you leave us a comment, we're gonna uh, right now we're we're putting money towards uh, sending a a Ute to youth camp. Uh, a Ute, yes, a single Ute. Um, a but, single uh, Ute. But it, any comments that that's where uh, that's where that goes. So Absolutely. do that. Absolutely. Yes, please do. And remember, the greatest compliment that you could give us is to tell a friend to listen to this episode or a different episode and then have them subscribe for next week because we will be back. We're already talking about it. Yeah. Next week's going to be a fun show. Let's do it. Let's tell. Let's pull the curtain back. What are we doing next week? Yeah, let's do it. Y'all, we are going to record in the same room. (laughs) First of all, that's amazing. And what are we going to record as so a celebration? Excited. As a celebration for returning to in-person recording, we are going to do Christianese Part Three, Four. 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 This yes. is our fourth one. Yes, it's going to be oh, so much fun. You guys, these are always the best. I got to bring. I got to bring Kleenex because I always laugh so hard and I cry. Absolutely, and I don't want your germs. So, um, make sure you bring your own, and also a trash bag because you're gonna. Okay, um, so here's <laughs> we will be back next week. <laughs> uh, we will be back next week with fun times, yes. silly, silly goose fun times, fun times. next week. Uh, until then, this is Seth. This is Andrea, and this is Dropping Sunday. <laughs>